find yourself in the Beachview area of Pittsburgh, check out the official pizza of this show, Slice on Broadway, sharing an abnormal obsession with pizza we can relate to. Check them out at sliceonbroadway.com and tell them this show sent you. Want to have your business or podcast featured on the show? Contact us at info at sorgatronmedia.com. Subject line, advertising. But I ain't starving yet. Chain for the pain, cocktail dollar set. Never said I was a gangster or thug, but I'm an animal. Peanut for the taste of the fly. Six, six, six. Hey guys, it's the Indie Mayhem Show, episode 44. Mike Sorg at Sorgatron on the Twitter is a video producer up here in Pittsburgh with some groups that apparently everybody's having a show this weekend, but we'll talk about that uh, here later in the show. In the meantime, with me, as usual, he is the commentator for nwa inspire pro and writer for nwa rigside did i get all that right you did get all that right. i heard you, you on the wrap-up last night yes this was the first time and i'm excited I'm yes I, I, i'm very i'm like on my way back from buffalo and he's like well sorry never gets it right every week on the show i'm like oh <laughs> really now well you yeah. And we're here. Where am I from, Sork? <laughs> That's He's, the next question. Oh, where are you from? You from the ghetto. No, you're from... <laughs> you're, wait, are we doing a complete biography? No, he's in San Antonio, Texas, down there. There we doing, go. Doing Texas things. I've, been learning, I've learned so much about Texas and Austin in particular from the Daily Show last week. I'm very excited about that. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'll, I'll, I'll quiz you later. Uh, but in okay. the meantime, this is the Indie Mayhem Show. We got a great uh, guest lined up. But first, a uh, little bit of business. Uh, of course, you can check out this and all the other shows shows at wrestlingmayhemshow.com we got five of them going on if you like wrestling trivia i want to direct you guys to wrestlinggameshow.com uh fun thing that the guys are doing uh if you uh, take a listen to the last episode or two a uh, last one's really long i'll warn you uh but if you want to participate please drop a line to that email address at goodtimes at wrestlingmayhemshow.com we'll direct you to the right people and see about hooking you up if you're free thursday nice to do that kind of thing uh it's a lot of fun also 412-206-WMS0 along with that email address if you have any commentary or questions for any of our upcoming guests or, or suggestions or any indie wrestling you want to expose us to uh please hit up, us up on any of those and of course you can look us up indie mayhem show on itunes stitcher spreaker youtube and iheart radio and also big thanks to uh, basic sickness at basicsickness.com for our intro and outro music ran into him in the mosh pit and icp show last week good to see he's doing well and still kicking ass <laughs> um and with that uh amen uh, oh also you can join us here live every tuesdays at 11 p.m eastern time at live.sorgatronmedia.com amen i understand with tonight's guests we have uh as far as the submission squad goes we have collected them all we have collected at least the at least the original set yes or the most prominent of sets yes uh, hopefully it, in mint condition i i call this the uh the um the quattro is that the like four, version of a trio if it's not four if it's four i don't know I don't know what the proper terminology is, but we have completed the list of submission squad guests tonight. Uh, joining us on the show, uh, he has you know traveled all across the independent wrestling world uh, over the past couple of years. Uh, you know, competed for many different companies. He's also the current uh, absolute intense wrestling uh, intense division champion, uh, and as well as many other things. Uh, joining us this week, uh, please welcome to the show, Davey Vega. Vega, how are you doing this evening? Hello, hello. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm pretty sure you just uh, compared us to uh, Pokemon when you said We did. Uh, <laughs> I, I was telling Sorg afterwards that after, since we now have you, Gary, Evan, and Pierre uh, on the show, that now we have to sort of get like the offshoot submission squad members You now. do have to forgive us. We do do a wrestling podcast earlier in the night, so it kind of all goes together. <laughs> 
so uh, I guess uh, best way to start it is sort of a, a icebreaker question of sorts uh, that we like to this ask. This is professional uh, wrestling. Uh, which is, uh, what is your uh, first ever memory of professional wrestling? Uh, first ever memory of professional wrestling, uh, I don't remember exactly the uh, uh, the pay-per-view, um, but I was, uh, I think I was about seven years, seven or eight years old, and uh, um, my dad bought uh, a, a WWF pay-per-view, and uh, the I, I want to say the main event was Hogan versus Macho Man. Um, and that was the very first. Uh, that was the very first wrestling uh, wrestling show that I've that I've ever seen in my life. Uh, and then I, I stopped watching it for a few years, but then uh, got hooked on it um, after that, and uh, haven't stopped since. Awesome. Is there anything that sort of uh, from that time that you first started watching that sort of stuck out to you as as the thing that caught your attention? Besides, besides like particular people, like good things they were doing necessarily um it was i i think with like you you would think after um like watching like uh like the hogan and macho man it's like oh man that's a great first match to watch but like like i said like i didn't uh i didn't i didn't like get hooked right away like it was like i saw that and i was like oh yeah that was kind of cool and then i went about my business Mm -hmm. uh and then like the the thing that really got me, uh, and this is really weird, uh, really weird match, but uh, um, the the match that hooked me and I stayed hooked ever since was uh, Stone Cold versus Savio Vega in the uh, Caribbean Strap match. Nice, okay. <laughs> and uh, it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't anything that they that they did. It was just. Uh, um, it was just interesting to see. And like, I remember that was the first match I watched in, uh, in a couple of years. I was like, Oh, this is kind of interesting. And then, uh, I just continued watching from there and it, it, uh, it grew from like, Oh, okay. This is kind of cool to watch into, man, I need to, I need to watch this every week. Awesome. Definitely. And then from that sort of making the transition to, you know, becoming a professional wrestler, uh, did do you have, what sort of guarded, you know, the thing in your mind that was like, I want to become a wrestler uh, is, you know, and did you, did you have sort of, I guess, an athletic background? Uh, uh, what sort of influenced you to uh, finally decide to uh, go to wrestling school? Well, uh, when I was, when I was growing up, um, you know, obviously I, I watched wrestling and that was like, that was my, um, uh, one of the the main things that I did. It was, you know, if, if I was at school, I was, I was thinking about wrestling or talking about wrestling because that was the big thing. Hmm. Uh, or, uh, you know, if I was at home, I was, uh, uh, you know, trying to, I was looking up wrestling stats or looking up wrestling pictures on the internet or, or something like that. Uh, so it, it, it became, uh, it was, uh, became a really big part of my life, um, around, I want to say probably about 10 years old or so. Uh, and, uh, um, the, uh, I, you know, growing up, I was, I was always in the sports. Um, I was, I, I did, I did baseball and basketball. Uh, and then as soon as wrestling came in, into the picture, uh, it was more of, okay, well, what do I want to do more? Do I want to, do I want to watch or play baseball or do I want to watch wrestling and, uh, do this? And then for a while, baseball won out. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
and I would just watch, you know, wrestling in my, in my free time. And then, uh, I hit, I hit high school. Uh, and I remember getting cut from my uh, high school basketball team in my first tryout and it, like, it really crushed me. Um, and, uh, I remember like, you know what, I'm, I, I, I don't need sports. Like oh, I got wrestling. And, uh, I remember from then on, I was like, I'm going to be a wrestler. I think I was 15 at the time. And, uh, I was like, I'll go get trained when I'm old enough. And then, uh, I'll, I'll do that. And then it took me uh, a little bit longer than I wanted to, to get trained, but uh, I ended up getting trained and here I am. Awesome. Definitely. And, and, and what school did you sort of find and how did you, how did you go about, uh, discovering, uh, uh discovering the school? Uh, well, uh, I remember when, um, I was in high school, I had a buddy who turned me on to like, uh, ECW and, uh, a lot of the like indies, um, in like 2000, like, uh, like 99, 2000, 2001. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, uh, he turned me on to a lot of indies and all that, uh, all that stuff. So when, um, I started watching that and he's like, Hey, there's actually a pretty cool local show. Uh, we should go check it out. Uh, and it was called gateway championship wrestling. And, uh, we went ahead and, uh, went out to one of their, uh, they had, it was called adult F and only. And it was more, <laughs> yeah, it was more of their, uh, their higher risk shows. And they did, uh, um, you know, they, they did like barbed wire and different, and different things. Like it was more of their risque shows. Mm. Uh, so we went to one of those shows and like, I remember like, man, these, this is probably going to suck. Like it's not the, it's not ECW or the fed or any of these other indie companies that I watch on, on VHS and, you know, screw this. So I ended up going just because of like, Oh, it's wrestling. I don't have anything going on on a Saturday night. So I'll, I'll check it out. And, uh, I just, I remember having one of the fun, funnest times of my life going to the, going to this wrestling show. And I was like, uh, I decided that I was going to get trained and, and I ended up deciding that I didn't want to get trained there. Uh, cause I wanted around this time is when I, I discovered, uh, Chikara and a couple other places. I was like, oh, okay, I, I got some of these other places mapped out and I want, really wanted to go train at Chikara. Um, and I just wasn't able to make it happen. And, uh, I started to, uh, um, get a little bit older and I was like, man, I'm, I'm way past like the, the age where I don't need a parent's permission to, uh, get trained. So, uh, I ended up going back to the, the gateway championship wrestling and getting trained by a man named Dingo who, um, he, he's been to, uh, he, he was kind of prominent in Texas for a while as, as part of the submission squad and, uh, starting to, starting to bust out a little bit in ring of honor and CZW before he decided that he was going to hang him up. Awesome. And, and sort of, that process of, of becoming a professional wrestler, how did you take this sort of the actual training? Uh, it's funny. Um, I went into training uh, with quite a bit of knowledge only because my buddy that introduced me to wrestling had went and gotten trained before I did. Hmm. Uh, and he was the kind of guy who was like, oh, hey, let's, let's, uh, let's work on some stuff. And uh, I'm not afraid to admit it. I, I, I used to backyard uh, with a lot of my friends, but you know, to me, it was like, you know, flag football in the front yard with your buddies. So, um, that, that, that's how, that's how wrestling was for me. So, um, he, 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 he,
all that stuff. And uh, I, I knew there was more to it than just what he was showing us. So I was like, I should eventually, you know, I got to the point where, where I was like, well, do I just want to have fun in my backyard with my friends or do I want to seriously consider uh, pursuing this? And uh, I made the decision to go get trained, uh, which, you know, obviously was a good decision because um, there was, a, there was a lot more than what I was being shown. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, at this point I'm, I'm a, pretty decently successful so it's worked out in my favor in some points awesome definitely um uh talk going into sort of your career now and sort of your successes uh and we actually i've talked about this with i think each of the squad members uh because obviously uh me being from texas the, the i got to see you since you guys predominantly are in, in the midwest uh when you guys come down to texas but particularly you you've been traveling you know uh, and, you know, all over the Midwest, Texas, I know you just did Canada last weekend, you know, all, all over the, uh, you know, the North America. Uh, uh, what's it like sort of, you know, traveling for those long hours? And, 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 and was it something that was sort of taught to you, I guess, in a sense of like, hey, you know, going out and traveling? Yeah, it's, uh, I, I will say this, the, the Texas trips, that was the first like out of town booking that I ever took. Um, with, was with the squad going to ACW. Um, and I remember just sitting in the car the whole time. I'm like, holy shit, when is this going to end? <laughs> uh, like, uh, you know, I, I got a taste for it. And then like, I just kept traveling after that. And like, I, uh, I hung on to ACW, um, for a very long time. Uh, and I will say that those Texas trips are what prepared me for a lot of the trips that I've taken uh, now, um, because uh, you know I think going to from St. Louis to Austin is roughly about fourteen to fifteen hours, mm. uh, give or take. And uh, you know a- anything less than that, you know anything less than like even going to Dallas is like I think ten and a half, eleven. Yeah, and any anything less than that is just a cakewalk for me now. Um, and people are like, "Oh man, I can't believe you drove six hours or whatever." And I'm like, "Man, that's like that that's a that's a walk in the park for me." Like going <laughs> to, uh, you know, if you go to Austin or San Antonio, that's anywhere from fourteen to seventeen hours. So, um. And it's really cool because, like, uh, you know, for a, for a long time, people are like, um, people will ask us about traveling and, you know, because everyone knew, like, oh, Submission Squad, they just go everywhere. Mm. Uh, they just get in the car and they go. Um, and uh, that that's, you know, I'm not, that, that's not like some, you know, some secret or, uh, you know, anything in wrestling. Like, if you if you want to get booked, you need to get in the car and you just need to go. Um, that's, that's the big secret behind wrestling. So anybody that's listening, um, but, uh, yeah, everyone's like, yeah, they just get in the car and they go and they're, they're, they're crazy. And like a lot of like, uh, a lot of people will come up to us like veterans, uh, you know, people that have been to WWE and, you know, you know, uh, WCW and Honor and all that other stuff, people that we met through our travels and like, they're like, you boys are doing it right. Um, you guys are getting in the car and you're traveling long hours. That's the way it should be. And that's the way, you know, that's the way every, everybody should be doing it. And it's, it's really cool to, to know that, uh, 
you know, that's, that's still respected these days. So, um, as far as like traveling the long hours, like the Texas trip is definitely, Texas trips have definitely, um, hardened me to, uh, the traveling process. Uh, and, uh, like my trip last weekend to Canada was, I think I drove, I drove six hours to Indiana, met up with somebody, drove another three to Cleveland, met up with two other guys and then drove another four to Canada mm. and then and did the same thing on the way back. And it was, uh, you know, I, I don't want to say it was easy, but it was like, you know, that's, that's nothing to me now. So, right. you know, like I said, I just get in the car and I go and people seem to respect that. And it, it uh, you know, it, it definitely has opened up a lot more uh, booking opportunities for me. Uh, the fact that I just get in the car and I go. So Awesome. Definitely. Uh, and to talk about uh, some of your more recent successes, uh, because uh, actually since the last time we've talked to the submission squad, any of the submission squad members, uh, we haven't gotten, it was been before since one of your biggest recent successes, a part of uh, Chikara King of Trios. Uh, uh, you guys uh, finally, after all this time, got your big uh, uh, King of Trios match. Uh, you're four on four against the uh, the gentlemen's club, uh, uh, and obviously for those that uh, you know, a lot of people know the story of this this mission squad and Chikara and stuff like that. Uh, you know, what was it like? You know, finally getting that opportunity. Ah, uh, yeah, the uh, we're the uh, king of quattros now. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, the the whole storyline um, was done very well. Obviously, with like the uh, you know. The, the fact that, you know, back in 2009, when we didn't have the greatest of matches um, at the King of Trios, uh, and then, you know, over the years, you just, you know, being constantly, uh, being constantly berated or, or, or talked bad about because of um, one opportunity that uh, didn't go quite well for us. And then eventually it got to the point where, um, you know, we had this other opportunity to come back and, uh, you know, the, the story, we told the story through the submission impossible, uh, YouTube videos and they, uh, uh, you know, it, it built up to, um, you know, people thought we were actually going to be in the King of Trios last year. Uh, and then, you know, we, we got stuck on the side of the road and didn't make it. And then, uh, you know, we built it up further. And, um, the, the fact that we, we had the opportunity to do all that, um, was, was amazing. What it, it was a very long and arduous process, but, uh, the fact that we were able to finally like be at, uh, King of Trios and have a match and which a match that some people are saying was match of the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, 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 it's, it's just like, it's mind blowing. Like we could go from having the worst, what people say is the worst match in Jakarta history to having the best match of the weekend at King of Trio 20, uh, 2014. Like it, it's, it's just, it's an awesome feeling. And it's, you know, it's a lot, there was a lot of hard work put in, um, on our end, um, to get there, to get back there. And, um, you know, it was that, that first time we were at King of Trios, it was, it was something that was, had been on our mind for years. So, uh, we wanted to go out there and make an impression. And then I, I think we did exactly that. Absolutely. I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. 
Um, so going um, so some more successes, your successes too as, as a singles competitor. Uh, I know you've gotten a chance to break out a lot uh, uh, during the past couple of years, get to r- wrestle a lot of really different people. Uh, uh, some of them more predominantly for, I know, uh, St. Louis Anarchy, you've got to wrestle a lot of uh, Ring of Honor talents, uh, some bigger name guys. Uh, is there anyone that sort of stuck out to you as, as someone that you really loved, you know, getting the opportunity to get in the ring with? Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I get, uh, it's really awesome for me because I get a lot of opportunities, um, you know, in Anarchy and, and some of the other places that I work, I get a lot of awesome opportunities and like, I'm so grateful for it all. Cause, um, you know, it, I, it, it's funny because I was actually one of my, one of my buddies called me, <laughs> called uh myself and him uh indie darlings <laughs> and it's, it's just so weird to like hear that it's like man i was watching you know czw and ring of honor and seeing like alex shelley and jimmy jacobs uh, w- you know when they were still young and in the in uh in the process of being indie darlings because and then becoming like huge huge wrestlers mm. uh, so it's really it's really kind of like really weird for me to be considered an indie darling at this point, but it was kind of cool at the same time. Um, but like, yeah, I get I get a ton of opportunities, and I think, um, oh man, I I really can't. It's hard to really choose one, but if I had to, like, I really looked up to uh, um, to Chris Hero for the longest time, mm. uh, leading up to our match back in May, and. Uh, it was, uh, you know, Pierre has told me time and time again since May, like that was the best match that he's seen me in. Um, and, and maybe it was something because like I grew up watching it, like, you know, in high school I watched him and this is one of the, one of the guys that I sort of mobbed myself after. Um, and maybe I had something to prove, but uh, that, that definitely, I think uh, I had it in a different gear that night. And uh that was definitely one of my uh one of my best experiences wrestling a guy um that uh um that has that kind of name value on the indie scene mm. uh, and then uh the other one uh I've actually faced him multiple times at this point but uh I didn't like uh Davey Richards was uh he's he's a he was the very first guy like the very first name that I ever wrestled um and I can't say I, I, there's so many great things that I could say about him. He's, he's definitely like the wrestler that you see today is because of Davey Richards. Mm-hmm. Um, he is, he is the main reason that I have, I've changed my work ethic and, uh, I wrestle the way that I do. And the, like some of the stuff that you see, like that's, that's a large influence from, uh, from Davey Richards. Definitely. Awesome. Very cool. Um, now to talk about, you mentioned Chris Hero and, 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 uh, some would say sort of the, that happenings with Chris Hero, uh, happened, uh, for, I know a company that you'll be working for this weekend, uh, a company that, that I am a part of as well, uh, Inspire Pro Wrestling, uh, you're coming in for Fun 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 Fest weekend, uh, uh this coming weekend, uh, uh, and we last saw you in Inspire Pro a couple months ago and, and you, you kind of turned a different leaf or a different attitude i guess is is the best way to put it uh, i know uh, you'll be facing uh, jojo bravo on the on the final day of that weekend uh 
in a bit of a grudge match of sorts. Uh, 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 as far as the stuff you've been doing in Inspire Pro, uh, uh, how do you, you know, sort of this change of attitude, where do you think it, it all comes from? Well, uh, you know, as, as I, I travel a lot and, uh, I see, um, you know, I see a lot of people, uh, that are really working hard, um, to try to be, uh, be something in wrestling. Uh, and, and then I see other people that are like, you know, just weekend, you know, weekend warriors. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, and for a long time there, like, I, I felt that JoJo had, um, the, you know, he had that, uh, he had that, that passion. And I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that he doesn't have passion for wrestling. I'm not saying that weekend warriors don't have passion for wrestling. Um, but people that, you know, day in and day out work towards a wrestling goal, um, their passion is a little little bit different. And I thought Jojo had that at one point. And, uh, um, now I don't, I don't, I don't think so, so much. So, uh, um, as far as my, uh, my attitude change, um, I had an opportunity to, um, put Jojo in his place and, uh, I went ahead and did it. And, uh, you know, if, uh, I know he's. He, I know he's been wanting to get his hands on me for uh, you know since since June. So, um, you know, it's uh, it's going to happen this weekend at Fun Fest, and uh, he gets an opportunity to shut me up and prove me wrong. Definitely, we'll, we'll definitely have to see uh, uh, how that all turns out. Uh, so, the one of the final questions I do want to ask, uh, and it's the sort of the question we ask all of our guests, uh, and they. Uh, Take it in very different directions. Uh, you feel free to take it in any which way uh, uh, your, your brain decides to take it. But uh, the question we have is, uh, in your opinion, what is the best thing about uh, independent wrestling, and what is the worst thing about independent wrestling? Uh, the best thing about uh, independent wrestling um, is the the freedom and the creativity and uh, just uh, you know, the reactions that you can get from people and the emotions that you can, you can pull out of people. Like, I know that's a whole lot of answers, but, um, just all of that combined in, into one, like, it, I, I know it's kind of cliche to say, but like, you know, wrestling, like in wrestling, like, uh, that ring, that canvas, that is, that is our canvas to paint on. And like, um, wrestling is, uh, you know, you, you're out there and you're trying to pull emotions out of people and, uh, you know, trying to be creative and you're trying to get that, um, you're trying to get that reaction because that reaction is your, that reaction for wrestlers is their high. Um, the wrestling is their drug and that reaction is their high. Um, and, uh, you know, that, that is definitely, in my opinion, the, uh, the best thing about independent wrestling, uh, the worst thing about independent wrestling is the politics, the backstabbing and just the overall shitty, shitty people, um, you run into on a weekend to weekend basis, or even, uh, even during the week, the some of the people that you, that, that you train with, like it's, uh, 
and it's not, you know, some of it, it's not even like really cutthroat. It's just like some of the shit that you hear, uh, like the, he said, she said stuff. Um, it just gets out, it, it gets out of hand in my opinion. And like, we're, you know, you're, you're supposed to be out there, you know, with each other, uh, and you have each other's lives in your, in your hands, but like, you know, at least they're professional enough to do that. But then you have like, you know, like the backstabbing and the politics and just, uh, it, it's not needed in my opinion. There's, you know, there's not a whole lot of like nice people, uh, in wrestling. And I, and, and honestly, I can see why, like, um, I'm one of the, I'm one of the nicest people that you'll ever meet in wrestling. And, uh, even from time to time, I'm like, man, fuck these people. Like, sorry, excuse my language, but. Oh, oh uh, no, no problem. <laughs> there's no, there's, we, we are cool, totally cool with any, any expletives. <laughs> okay. Uh, but yeah, like, I'm just like, man, F these people, man. Like I, they, they, they just don't get it. Uh, you know, you don't treat, I, cause I, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I was raised to treat people how you want to be treated. And, uh, you know, I, I don't just because I'm a wrestler doesn't mean I don't treat people that way. Like if I want to be treated with respect and like dignity, I, you know, I, I don't talk down to people. I don't, um, uh, you know, I don't, I don't try to insult anybody's intelligence. I don't make fun of somebody that I don't know. Uh, and I, you know, I don't go around, uh, you know, hitting on, some dude's wife trying to sleep with her backstage. Like I, it's stuff like, it's just stuff like that. Like just, uh, that isn't really needed in wrestling. Um, but it's there and it's so prominent. Um, it kind it's kind of a downer really. Uh, and that is definitely the, the worst part about wrestling. And, and it's just, it, it, it could change. Uh, it, it definitely, it definitely could change. Um, will it ever change? Probably not. But um, that, that in my opinion, is the worst aspect about independent wrestling. Awesome, definitely, definitely agree. Um, so, uh, just to close out, uh, if, if people listening to the show want to find you uh, either on social media or on any uh, upcoming events that you may be on, uh, uh, please uh, feel free to plug away. Uh, my Twitter handle is at Davey Vega 85. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, uh, just keywords, Davey Vega. I'm the only one on Facebook that says Davey Vega. Uh, if any promoters or bookers want to get in contact with me, they can do so through there or, uh, through my email at Davey Vega 85 at gmail.com. Uh, and this weekend you can find me, uh, Friday at AAW and Marionette Park, uh, Illinois, uh, and then Saturday and Sunday in Austin, Texas for Inspire Pro Wrestling at the Fun 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 Fest. Awesome, definitely. And then uh, if you haven't heard Davey Vega before, uh, go go check him out if if he's in your area because he will, like you said, he will definitely you know put on a show and and, and do some really amazing stuff. So thank you very much, Davey, for joining us and. Uh, I believe uh, me and Sorg are now going to dive into uh, some of the world of independent wrestling. Thanks, Eamon. And, and thanks again to uh, Davey Vega for a really awesome interview. I was really enjoying uh, listening to that one. 
Uh, Amen. We got a lot of wrestling going on. I know uh, ourselves in our own areas uh, this weekend. But first, I want to talk about something like a lot of this happening uh, kind of broader. And I know we talk about like Ring of Honor is definitely kind of kind of a nationally ish uh, uh, thing that's out there. And there's another one that's kind of national ish uh, with Lucha Underground. Uh, Now, they're showing on the El Rey Network, which uh, I discovered apparently is only on Dish Network. And I think or Dish or I'm sorry, Direct TV, I believe. And I think they said Time Warner Cable. So not okay. everybody's getting this just yet. Um, yeah. And uh, well, well, first, first of all, uh, the first episodes out there. I don't even know if you get it in the cable where you're at. I don't even know if you. Have I, cable. I don't. I don't believe I get away, but I, I did get to check uh, check out the first episode through mm-hmm. uh, through online means. You so. can definitely find it online, and I gotta say, you know, this isn't everywhere. Uh, so mm-hmm. I think if you find it. That's okay because you probably don't have an option otherwise. Uh, but in the <laughs> meantime, if you go to go look up Lucha Underground, you get to their site, get to their YouTube, you can check out some of the stuff. Um, but um, so I'm wondering, what are your impressions of this new uh, television property? Um, well, well, I think the biggest thing that you guys discussed on the Wrestling Mayhem show too about this topic was the the idea that it's that it is very very different. Uh, production-wise, look, uh, feel, uh, it's a very different product. And, and I think that's so needed in professional wrestling. It's just something that's different, something that, you know, is away from the norm, which I, I, I do I do enjoy. Um, and I do love the, the ta- they seem to be bringing in some really great talent, uh, former, uh, you know, WWE guys. Obviously, there's the rumor going around that Alberto Del Rio may sign soon. Uh, which would be really, really great stuff. Uh, uh, but you have a lot of like, former guys, like, like Ezekiel Jackson's on there, I believe. Uh, former NXT star Maxine is on there. Uh, there there's um, some really cool talent, John Morrison as well, uh, in the main event. And I, I will correct, uh, I think Mad Mike on the Wrestling Mayhem show mentioned that it was Puma from TNA. Uh, actually, completely different Puma. Uh, this is Prince Puma, who is a, a, a Lucha Underground uh, 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 debut character. That actually uh, ricochet underneath the mask. Hmm. Uh, so obvious, you know that. And John Morrison versus Ricochet. I mean, that's you know. I'll sure. take that any day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on. Um, and Blue Demon Junior, Chavo Guerrero, like there's a lot of really good stuff there. Um, I really love the the backstage vignettes that are shot very much like a movie, or oh, and and they they create a certain feel to. I really love the um, uh, the. Uh, the sort of vignette, I guess, is the best way to still put it. Uh, they they did for a sexy star mm-hmm. to, as her like introduction because I think it, I thought it told a really good story. Um, I, I think the, that's the storytelling is going to be phenomenal. I feel in Lucha Underground because of you know stuff that allows them to go further than what a regular wrestling program can do. Um, uh, I I think that's amazing. My only downside, and and this is could quite possibly not be a downside for other people that are listening to this, um, but for me personally, I I think it's just any kind of studio wrestling. Um, I can never fully get into it, mm-hmm. just from the fact that I I feel like I'm the kind of person where I need either a live crowd reaction or I need like even if it's like a DVD or something like a crowd reaction as it's happening. You know what I mean? Like I, and I'm not, you know, I'm sure, you know, you know, the crowds were hot for those events and, and, and it seems like it, but you know, you, there's clearly some, you know, uh, editing that they do 
mm-hmm. to emphasize, hey, the crowd's into this or the crowd's into that. And it's like, you know, I, I it kind of ruins that genuine crowd feel, which is something that I think, for me personally, is something that I need in wrestling. Um, but if, if you don't care about that kind of stuff, like that's, this is for you. Like this stuff is really for you. But like I said, I'm, I'm still interested in it because I think the storytelling is going to be phenomenal. I, I really do think it's going to go past, you know, what you would normally expect. Uh, you, we had a Lucha Libre USA not too long ago, I believe. And as much as that, you know, they tried something somewhat different by bringing Lucha to America. They very much did it in an American style. And for a, you know, mainstream WWE audience. What I would have done. You know, and it's Lucha Underground is really taking things to a different level. And I I appreciate that. Um, So I would say check it out. I would not discourage anyone from checking out, especially the first episode, because the first episode is just so stacked with uh, great wrestling, great storytelling, production value. I highly encourage people to check it out. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I found myself, like, you mentioned the Lutra USA, and I'm like, wait, well, there was another one that, that came up, came about, and I'm just like, what happened to it? Um, and yeah, I'm pulling up the site, and I'm kind of looking at some of the highlight video they have on the front of their site. Again, super crazy, Shane Helms, you know, uh, guys yeah. like that. You know, it was a different line of people they, they got into it. Um, the storytelling was kind of um, traditional storytelling that it you was. think of, an, of an, as an American wrestling show, as opposed to, you know, the stuff Lucha Underground is doing, which is, I think, I personally think very different. It didn't feel different enough, mm-hmm. I think, was the thing. It, it felt like, it did feel like if TNA did a, you know, what well, we experienced how, what TNA would do if they did an Indian wrestling show. Yeah. Um, it with uh, Rinka King, wasn't it? Yeah, Lucha, uh, Lucha, yeah, Lucha Libre USA, I guess, is what it's known as. Uh, was very, I would compare it a lot more to like Rinka King and Lucha Underground is very different than, than, from both of those. You know, it, it's I, I couldn't really compare the two. Yeah, I, you know, I, with this I didn't, I didn't, I did not know. Uh, uh, Lucha Libre USA is actually on Hulu. Is it? Yeah, so uh, you could go back and watch. Looks like they got 20 episodes. I imagine that's all they did. Um, I remember going to one of their live events once when yeah. they, uh, they, ha- they would do them in like ball fields, like, uh, you know, minor league ball fields. Um, yeah, so it's, it's, it's you know, it, it was an attempt at that, at that, you know, bringing that style to America. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think Lucha Underground's going to create something that is something that's going to be, I think a bit more lasting. I, I really oh. go, I was, go ahead. I was just gonna say, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really look at this as maybe not to the extreme, but we, we always bring up Chikara as a true alternative. You know, mm-hmm. it's something different, you know, and we talked about it uh, with our interview with Davey Vega here. Um, but it is, uh, it's got a different feel. It's got a different flavor. It's got a different kind of storytelling. And I feel like, uh, you know, I, I've often, I, I think I mentioned in the other show on Wrestling Mayhem show, like this uh, feels like Wrestling Society X, but with better production and a better concept, right? Mm-hmm. That it's studio wrestling. It's very packaged, you know, that kind of idea. You, you really kind of spoke to that. But I think it's also um, 
that you know uh, as Shakara is the indie wrestling maybe this is to televised wrestling you and know? i think um in sort of the contrast to Shakara, i think because one of the things i think about Shakara a lot is and i love Shakara to death um i think and we talked about it sort of with bryce is that, that um you know Shakara has their style and they know that there is a fan base that will enjoy their style and they don't necessarily worry about the people that wouldn't be into that kind of style. Mm-hmm. Like there are people that are not going to like Jakara and just will never like Jakara. And there's some people they, that are not going to like Lucha Underground because they're going to be like, uh, don't get the Mexican wrestling. They, you know? Yeah, I, I, and very true. I think Lucha Underground, though, is kind of going in two different directions as far as their audiences go. Because I think they have a very mainstream appeal mm-hmm. while also appealing to their sort of independent, uh, not to, you know, do a play on words, but a very underground audience. Um, you know, they, they, I think, are reaching for both of those markets and I think could be very successful in gaining both of those markets. Um, that, that's the only thing I would say would be different from Chikara would, in the sense that they are trying to maybe reach out to some different places. And like you said, there are going to be people that are not going to watch it because they don't want to watch Lucha Libre or maybe they're like me and they're not going to watch it because it's in studio or whatever. But they, it, they are creating a, a product that I think people are going to enjoy certainly certainly all right with that the other announcement and i know you got you got you 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 kind of poked at me because i talked about new japan (laughs) wrestling without you on the other show so you gave me you set me straight between shows so i'm going to let you present what is global global force wrestling had a press release so yeah um global force wrestling which is jeff jarrett's uh new organization and i call it an organization because it's not really necessary it doesn't seem like it's necessarily going to be a wrestling company mm-hmm. uh it's going to be kind of very similar a lot of people are the closest thing they can compare it to is that they compare it to the nwa in that it's a collection of promotions under one sort of media bubble Ooh. i guess is the best way to kind of put it um i know they're working with i think triple a it's either triple a or cmll um and now new japan and, and a couple others um so uh the big announcement that they made is that they are um taking new japan's uh wrestle kingdom event which is their january 4th um event from the tokyo dome which is probably one of their biggest drawing events uh you know one of their most uh, highly anticipated events into the build basically the main event uh in very similar to the royal rumble builds from the g1 climax on to january 4th so it's kind of like you know it's very very you know similar um it's very very interesting um but yeah and now they're going to be on pay-per-view in america there's no i don't i i didn't get to read any like the real concrete details about what will be happening um my opinion of it was i don't know if it's necessarily too big of an announcement from the fact that you can already see new japan pay-per-views on pay-per-view okay so that's not even okay not not on like your pay-per-view providers but um they are doing iPay-per-views off of Ustream, mm-hmm. which is for them and i say iPay-per-views we aren't talking about those iPay-per-views that have been happening for the past couple of years where there's feeds or feeds or iffy or whatever they are proper they are very high quality you know zero issue uh pay-per-views that uh, are done through Ustream. They're- they're not doing them on a shoestring budget like most of these wrestling companies are. Right, because I mean, people need to think that you know, New Japan Pro Wrestling, like, 
I say these are the WWE of, of Japan, and, and I know that's a bit ironic since WWE is a global company, but they are because they, they are the highest strong company in Japan. There's nobody that, that you know, even comes close in Japan to matching uh, what New Japan does. Um, they, and, you know, in the past couple of years, they've grown a lot of popularity in America, uh, and they've really tapped into that. Uh, popularity in America uh, with stuff like the Bullet Club, uh, which is very much like an NWO style. It's a, it's very American style story. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Since NWO was taken from a Jap- Japanese storyline, and now it's back under the Bullet Club. Right, but I, and, but the way they do they the way they execute the Bullet Club is very much how the American sort of big stable of renegade kind of guys. You know they they sort of do which is not common for new japan um it, 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 it's very away from the norm but a lot of people say that the pushing of that has been to appeal to their new american audience mm-hmm. uh since new japan is more popular in america than ever um and and that's not to say they were never popular you know in america because a lot of familiar uh, faces here wow i'm looking at alex shelley i'm looking at bobby fish um you know. yeah uh, but uh, they've been working with Ring of Honor, obviously, lately. Yeah. Uh, the question is, I don't know if Ring of Honor guys will be able to appear on Wrestle Kingdom since it's going to be on pay-per-view. True, so true. I, I, I don't know uh, how that will go down. But um, but they, like, this is a company, like, people think, like, New Japan for Wrestling isn't this, like, indie wrestling company, sort of, of Japan. Like, they've been going since 1972. Mm-hmm. Like, they've been, you know, delivering, you know, they, they had a bit, uh, I think it was uh, when... You know, you would see. Remember when you would sort of see like the IWGP like titles on like TNA shows, like where I think like Kurt Angle held it, held the heavyweight title at one yeah. point. But, yeah. but, that, but it was a, it was still a big like Kurt Angle was held had the IWGP heavyweight title and was wrestling. You know, guys. You know, and I think lost it or uh, he beat yeah or he beat Brock Lesnar for it. Like that's you know in in what like 2006 or 2007. Like, like that's huge. And, and, you know, I think the, the one thing with these global force wrestling, putting new Japan on pay-per-view is that uh, from what it seems, they may be doing um, it in English commentary, which I think would, is the one benefit in the fact that it would reach that audience of people that are kind of like, well, I'm not going to watch Japanese wrestling because I can't understand what they're saying. Um, which, which, is, a, which is a valid argument for the it, little more casual wrestling fan. Right? It, it is a very valid argument. I do think, particularly New Japan, maybe besides like the Bullet Club stuff, but like New Japan's style of wrestling doesn't really, you know, necessitate you having to, you know, understand what they're saying. Um, at this, I think, but there's also I think a lot of really cool alternatives. There's a person that um, uh, there's actually a Twitter account. I don't know the actual name of the twitter account but like for all the big new japan events um if anyone like cuts a promo in japanese they'll basically tr- uh, translate the promo uh which is kind of cool um you know so there's ways to sort of you know understand it and and really you know to follow it closely i think but it's going to be for those people that are like well i'm not you know the one the ones that are that ted are like no i refuse to watch new japan and then this is the reason why. But um, I, I think it, it's very it, 
it goes for what Global Force Wrestling has been lately, which is we don't really know exactly how it's going to go because we don't understand the full picture of mm-hmm. what it actually is. Yeah. You know? Uh, people thought it was a wrestling company, and now it's just like this collaboration of companies. And, and they're not really clarifying. All yeah, we know are. is we can they're get pictures very, very, very of uh, Karen and, and Jeff Yeah, the, at, I, on their website and T-shirts that may or may not be real. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> But so I don't know. Um, I, I, I think if it gets more people watching New Japan Pro Wrestling, that's always a good thing. I mean, you know, I, I want to talk about New Japan Pro Wrestling so bad, and I would love to have people to talk about it with. Uh, Eamon needs friends. As soon as he's I, gonna, he's gonna start the New Japan Mayhem show. Yes, and, yes. Uh, um, but you know, if it gives people the chance to watch it, or if this makes you become It's accessibility. Interested. It's Again, it's like, it, it's on pay-per-view versus an iPay-per-view. There's still a difference, like, we talk about this a cord cutting, but there's still a difference between, I can click my remote and watch it, hopefully in English. Uh, I can't see them putting on pay-per-view and not give them English. I really don't. Yeah. Or subtitles or something. But it's live, and I'm assuming so that'll be it would weird. be on Japanese time. Yeah. Because that's how you do the, the you know, uh, iPay-per-views as well. So, but, I mean, but yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm intrigued, but until more information sort of comes about with it, then I, I, I'm not, I'm not really sure necessarily. Awesome. Well, at that point, uh, let's look into what's coming up here, uh, here in Pittsburgh. Uh, we have, uh, well, not in Pittsburgh, but we have two shows in the Western PA area broadly, <laughs> Uh, of course, this Saturday, going all the way up to Clearfield, PA, uh, with my friends over at the International Wrestling Cartel for combat in Clearfield 7. Mm. You can go check that out. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of fun stuff. Colin Delaney, RJ City against Dalton Castle and Keith Hott. A few friends of the show in that lineup. Uh, of course, Andrew Palace against Joseph Brooks. Asylum, John McChesney. Uh, and uh, a Kiss My Muscles match. Friends of the show, Chess Flexor and Jimmy DeMarco. Uh, we've had rather uh, revealing interviews with them in the past. So you can imagine how you that's You don't going. say. Yeah, yeah. There were all kinds of facades on there. Uh, all kinds of uh, uh, people involved. So it'll be fun to see that. A couple of new faces looks like lined up on that site as well. Uh, so that's all the way up in Clearfield, PA. Also, in, in conjunction, of course, they're they're mentioning, uh, well, Matt Hardy's going to be in town for Winter Takes All coming up in December. Uh, but there's a seminar series going on advertised here on the you know sides of the site here at IWCWrestling.com. Uh, this week, Vince Russo, uh, is actually doing one and and uh, another one with Matt Hardy. This is for wrestlers. I mean, this is for people in the business, of course, if you're into that. Uh, go check out more information at IWCWrestling.com. November 7th for Vince, Vince Russo and December 11th for Matt Hardy. Um, I will be around for some of the Vince Russo stuff. Um, <laughs> I, he's also going to be doing some stuff with uh, Chair Shot Reality and uh and a special meet and greet uh you know for that uh if you go to pyro and ballyhoo.com slash pittsburgh off the top of my head i believe that's the dot com that's the address to find information um a lot of the tickets are sold out for that thursday night event uh but you know but there, there should be uh some, something left there um also rwalive.com the Big show. They are back at the California uh, University, Cal U in uh, California, PA. 
the big convocation center down there, including uh, Shane Helms is going to be there. Uh, Shane Douglas is going to be a lot of Shanes. Uh, Sanjay Dutt is going to be there. Of course, you know, Jesse Bell and all the, all the people that, you know, we usually talk about with RWA, including uh, Sarah Feeney, who uh, congratulations, won the women's title, the last RWA show. Um, and, and, and the whole crew, uh, Ryan, Ryan Mitchell's Ryan Edmonds, uh, Chris Taylor, all of them go check that out. RWA live.com. It's a, it's a support the troops. Um, I believe, uh, anybody with a military ID gets in the show free and proceeds go to help the nine 11, uh, support the troops fund. Uh, so really good cause. They had a great time there be- before at, at a good show. Um, um, and a lot of people show up for that and, uh, they didn't have any names. They didn't have Shane Helms. They didn't have hurricane. They didn't have Shane Douglas. It was all just their crew. And that was really cool to see them pull that off. And, and I can't wait to see, uh, what they do with this one. So we'll have lots to talk about here from the Pittsburgh area. Uh, <laughs> and of course you got fun, fun, fun fest. Oh my God. This weekend is going to be the wildest thing I've ever participated in. Uh, yes, uh, we mentioned a couple times before, but Inspire Pro Wrestling down here in Austin, Texas, will be participating in the uh, annual Fun 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 Fest uh, Festival uh, in Austin, Texas, downtown uh, at Auditorium Shores. Uh, we're sharing the same venue with the likes of Judas Priest, uh, Wiz Khalifa, Nas, uh, Modest Mouse, uh, uh, King Diamond, uh, uh, so many and so many others. Uh, com- comedians like Fred Armisen. Uh, Jonah Ray, uh, yeah, Jonah Ray, uh, who's from At Midnight, or not, I, he's from The Nerdist. I know Bobby likes him. And I told Bobby, hey, this is guy I think you know, that's going to be here. Um, but it's, it's some of the best in music and in comedy, uh, there's food, uh, there's, uh, uh, skating. I think that, uh, our, um, our wrestling ring is actually going to be positioned near, like, the giant, like, skate park sort of thing that they have set up. Um, it's it's going to be really fun and, and really exciting. And it's cool to be able to sort of, you know, put our stuff in front of a, uh, you know, ex- in front of a larger audience and, and hopefully, you know, get our name out there a bit more and then make some new fans. And, and, and you know, I, I think that's the end goal. But all, all the end goal, as the title suggests, is for us to have some fun, fun, fun. Uh, which we will be doing. Uh, at and this also, Friday. and also for aiming the crowd surf during Judas Priest. Uh, yes, I'm yes. going to do things this weekend that I probably have never done before. Oh, and, and I can't I, wait for the stories. Oh, brother! Um, this is adult life, and it, it's weird. Um, but yeah, uh, if you want to check out Inspire Pro Wrestling sets uh, during Friday, Saturday, Sunday, which is the seventh through the ninth, uh, we are uh, all of our sets are at one p.m. Uh, near the black stage, uh, between the black stage and the skate uh, skate park. Um, like I said, all our sets are at 1 p.m. Uh, we have a lot of really good, good matches on. We have a Loser Leaves Inspire Pro match on day two to, to end uh, a big feud that's been going on uh, between the Hollywood Knives. Uh, Davey Vega, who we had on, is, is facing JoJo Bravo in the main event of the evening. Uh, there's a lot of great, talented guys. Uh, that are going to be wrestling that weekend. Uh, and it's going to be crazy. It's, it's going to be some really cool stuff. Um, and like I said, hopefully next week, I will report to you with all that happened if I'm alive. Um, so yeah, this should be some fun stuff. Uh, you can go to inspireprowrestling.com for the full lineup. And you can also go to funfunfunfest.com uh, for your tickets and, and uh, more scheduling information and stuff like that. 
uh, you can still get your tickets uh, now. So, you know, up till the day of the show. So go check it out. Uh, and, and then we hope to see you there. Awesome. Uh, that's, that's sort of the big stuff that's happening for us. The only uh, other shows that are happening that I do want to mention is that uh, TZW and WSU are, are doing another double header event uh, uh, this weekend on the 8th. Uh, you know, they've been doing some really cool stuff over there uh, in the New Jersey area. Uh, and on high pay-per-view through uh, our video. So uh, go support them, uh, czwrestling.com, for more information and the full lineup. Uh, there should be some really cool stuff going on uh, if you're in that area. So go check them out. Awesome. So, well, Eamon, I think that ties it up for the uh, indie news. We thought we covered a lot. Covered a lot. Thanks, we covered a lot. <laughs> thanks, Davey Vega, for joining us. Go check him out. Davey Vega 85, I believe, was that Twitter. Or just look up Davey Vega on the Facebooks. Tell him to say hi. Tell him you enjoyed his interview here on the Indie Mayhem show. <laughs> and, uh, and now we've collected all the submission squads. Uh, thanks, uh, Basic Sickness, for the outro music. BasicSickness.com. You can join us here live Tuesday nights about 11 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time, 10 p.m. Central for the Amons out there. And uh, you can also hop on to WrestlingMayhemShow.com to check out this and other shows and all our past interviews that we've had. We've had uh, 44 of them. We'll have 50 interviews before <laughs> the year is out. Ooh, buddy. 50 interviews. We've talked to 50 different people because I don't think we've had any overlap. Uh, we're scheduled to, uh, if I catch up with them, we get enough time. I'm going to talk to Asylum. Uh, who popped up, I think he was Johnny Adventure or something in that NXT uh, Performance <laughs> Center tryout. So uh, I'm hoping to get some, uh, you know, pick his brain about how that experience was. And he's been doing some awesome stuff in IWC. We've seen uh, month to month here, taking on uh, another friend of the show, John McChesney, who I, actually he hasn't been on this show. We should get him as well. Uh, maybe yeah, maybe I'll score a couple interviews while I'm up there in Clearfield. It's a long trip. I should just <laughs> like, we should just like carpool and no, no, everybody's going to a separate door. What am I thinking? What am I thinking? <laughs> um, anyways, please subscribe to the Indie Mayhem show on uh, iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and, of course, YouTube. Leave comments. Uh, share it with your friends. You can drop us a line at goodtimesatwrestlingmayhemshow.com or 412-206-WMS0 uh, is the number for any comments, anything you want us to check out, Indies, uh, or anything like that. So with that... That's all I can remember. Amen. At Amen 2, please. I'm at Sorgatron. Make sure you're supporting some of the rest. Never said I was a gangster or thug, but I'm an animal. Peanut for the taste of the flora. Sick, sick, sick. You know how I act now. If you got a problem, come and see if I'm a back down. Wow. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com. Hi, everyone. Do you like video games? Do you like reading about video games? Do you like listening to podcasts about video games? Why don't you check out InsertCoinToBegin.com? New articles going up daily, and you can check out our podcast, Boss Battle, 